With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor. I'm the creator of the Amazon International Best-Selling Journeys to Success book series and founder of Journey to Success Radio. Find out more about the show at our website, which is journeytosuccessradio.com. We have a great guest today, a friend of mine. I'm speaking at his event next week. He lives close to me in Niagara Falls, which used to be the honeymoon capital of Canada, and he's a huge Napoleon Hill fan, Ronnie Fisher. Ronnie has an extensive background in the construction industry, what started out uh, right after high school swinging a hammer has led to owning a general contracting company. He has constructed hundreds of new homes and renovations, including retail, commercial, industrial, and mid-rise buildings, and he has experience in real estate investing. He's also a business consultant in the construction industry, and he has facilitated and instructed personal development workshops and has been speaking on several stages, including the host of Mo Mondays Niagara, where real people, real stories, and real inspiration meets live music and entertainment. And I'm so looking forward to being one of the speakers next week, Monday, April 24th. Ronnie also has acting and modeling experience. Woohoo! He's a part time firefighter, former undefeated pro kickboxer, skydiver, and motorcycle enthusiast. And in addition to his professional career and hobbies, Ronnie has been married for 12 years and has two children. Welcome to the show today, Ron. Tom, thanks for having me, my friend. Uh, amazing. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person next week. And, uh, of course, we've been chatting and friends on Facebook for a long time because we both are big fans of Napoleon Hill. So let me start out. I'm a Napoleon Hill instructor. I love to ask people, how old were you when you first came across Think and Grow Rich? And was there someone special in your life that recommended you uh, read the book? Um, here's how it happened for me, Tom. I had an opportunity to attend a couple of real estate seminars and I traveled out to San Diego. And while I was at this real estate seminar, they were talking about this book, Think and Grow Rich. So it's only going back a couple of years now. This is going back three years. I'm 36. So I discovered it at 33. And I really wish that somebody would have put that book into my hands when I was in grade school. That's the truth of it. But uh, yeah, there's a few special people that had mentioned this book. 
Um, you, you're probably very familiar with Greg Reed, actually, who had an opportunity to, uh, to write some of the books as well as follow-up series for Think and Grow Rich. Um, it happened to be at one of his events as well that uh, the book was first put into my hands. And as soon as I read it the very first time, I knew that this was a philosophy and the principles of success and achievement that I truly believed in. It resonated with me from the first time I read it. And if you've seen my book today, Tom, it's got multicolored highlighters throughout the entire thing. It's a mystery as how I missed anything the very first time because I really dived right deep into this book and discovered that uh, every time I open it, there's something new to be found. Nice. Amazing. What uh, Greg Reed event did you go to? He had the, uh, the event called The Secret Knock, and I had attended yeah. about three years ago. Yeah, it's one of uh, Forbes number one in the United States um, entrepreneur type of conferences. Yeah, definitely amazing. And Greg, Greg does a lot of work with the with the foundation. Now, how did you you were quite successful already before this, being in the construction industry so long? How, how did you find your success principles then, or had you read other books before you came to Napoleon Hill, or how did you develop your own success philosophy before you had the uh, the master of the success philosophies? To be honest, Tom, I never had a blueprint and I wasn't really into personal development prior to that. This is a three-year journey that I've been on and I've made some major transformations in my life since. But success in the construction industry came because I had the desire to always achieve better than I was and I was never going to be one that stood still in a position and conformed. So now that I look back at it, that's why this resonated with me so much was the fact that I really believed that there was more possibility for me than the life that I was currently living. So it was the desire to just always continue to grow. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, if we, in this day and age, it's so competitive, we don't continue to grow. We're not being the best we can be, and we don't have uh, uh, much uh-huh. chance of, uh, of, pers- of achieving our goals. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, I've only got a high school education, Tom. And right out of high school, I started swinging a hammer. And you know, I physically, it's a demanding job, but I was a young guy and we were putting pressure on our bodies to be competitive kind of thing. We wanted to work faster than the guys that were framing a house across the street. So just the, uh, the competitiveness in me wanted to grow and get better and faster at what I was doing. And because I had the um, personal initiative in order to accomplish something in a shorter amount of time, I was managing multiple guys before I knew it and managing multiple crews and projects. And it's just something that I guess I understood, although I don't have the formal education for it. It was something that I absorbed very well because I paid attention. I needed to learn this. And I was in a position in life right out of high school with really no direction. So I wasn't given um, kind of the guidance that a lot of kids have these days. And I'm going to be passing on to my children and stuff. So it was more along the lines of I stumbled across it looking for a laborer's job but I knew that I wasn't going to be a laborer for the rest of my life. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the idea behind Napoleon Hill, always thinking of the opportunity and not necessarily always uh, thinking of being an employee for uh, for life. So now let's talk about Mo Mondays. Mo Mondays is an amazing, fascinating idea, uh, and it's so different than so many other things out there that are so salesy and promote and... And so talk about Mo Mondays. How did you get into it? A guy in construction getting into Mo Mondays where you're hosting these amazing events with great speakers, music, and entertainment. 
how did that come about? Because I don't see the fit and the construction yeah. <laughs> industry to getting into that. Well, Tom, it actually really ties into the story that I just shared. Um, I went out, discovered the book Think and Grow Rich at the Secret Knock. I come back and I'm looking for like-minded people. I had just gotten involved with this book and I'm like, where do I find these people? I'm looking out for meetup groups and I'm looking online and searching certain things. And a friend of mine just so happened to invite me to Mo Mondays in Toronto. And I attended the very first show there, or my very first show there. And I had just met a, a, a wonderful group of people. Our slogan is actually, you meet the nicest people at Mo Mondays. And it's really the truth. So I meet this guy, David, and David introduces me to the president of the Think and Grow Rich Institute. I have lunch with him, and before I know it, I'm actually facilitating and courses for Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> so it's actually interesting how I stumbled across Mo Mondays because it was all because of Think and Grow Rich. And as a facilitator and as speaking in front of an audience on a, on a frequent basis, I wanted to get better. And by hosting Mo Mondays, it gave me the opportunity to be on a stage at least once a month in addition to the facilitation of courses that and workshops that we were doing. But it's funny because I had attended that very first Mo Mondays and I met the gentleman, the founder of Mo Mondays, his name is Michelle Nere. And Michelle Nere asked me to be one of the speakers the very first time I met him and I rejected him. In fact, I went back to his event a, a month later he asked me again, when are you going to speak? And I rejected him again, Tom. In fact, <laughs> I, rejected, I rejected Michelle Nere three times because I never felt I was ready to step on the stage and share a personal story. I just hadn't gone through my growth. My confidence just wasn't there. So by the fourth time I had attended Mo Mondays Toronto, he asked me again, and I said, okay, Michelle, I'm in. I'm ready to do this. I've got the experience now. I've been doing this, and I really want it. He says, better yet, why don't you host it in Niagara Falls? And as soon as he said that, I was at the point in my life where I'm taking all challenges and I'm stretching myself beyond my um, comfort zone. And it was just a matter of, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to host it. And I made one phone call immediately to a friend of mine who manages the Hard Rock Club inside Casino Niagara. And when I said, George, I've got this favor to ask you. It's on a Monday night. We're bringing in speakers and entertainers and it's purposeful storytelling. I said, he goes, Ron, for you, go for it. Try it, do anything you like. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be celebrating one year next month. So, you know, a full 12 shows have gone by since all very successful. And I'm just very grateful to be surrounded by so many incredible people like yourself, Tom, who's going to be speaking on April 24th this month. Uh, I love the uh, I love the idea behind it because it's people simply sharing their stories. Uh, when I speak at events, you have to speak so that the person listening yeah. imag well, imagines themselves or sees themselves. You have to do it in a way that's teaching or inspirational. Whereas at your events, it's just telling your story. And I exactly. love that. There's no, there's no selling. There's no promoting. It's just tell your short story, share your story, and people love stories. And so I love the the format of it. Yeah. Well, you know what, Tom? We got three rules, and the only rules are no teaching, no preaching, and no selling from the stage. Therefore, that only leaves a life experience, a journey, um, a transformation. People share vulnerability stories. 
And as my job as the host and the producer of the show, I don't want vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable stories because we do have some very um, emotional stories that our audience is literally in tears. And as the producer of the show, it's my job to make them laugh immediately right after. So I, I mix in such a variety of speakers at every show that you will have that vulnerability tearjerker, but I'm going to have a comedian right after and then a musician and then some, something else thought provoking. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting because I've been doing a lot of motivational talks lately and a traditional motivational speaker is dictating something to the audience to take some form of action right? You're telling them to stop procrastinating, get off the couch. They got to do this. You, 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 you. Well, Mo Monday's stories are all about the individual telling the story. And you're not going to hear anything dictated to the audience or, you know, this is what I went through, my personal journey kind of thing. And that's what people remember. And what's really incredible is that after the show, all of our speakers have a group of people that approach them afterwards and say, there was a piece of your story that really resonated with me and thank you for sharing it. Right. Exactly. It always happens. And people will be like, wow, you know, I thought of this or that. And they always, somebody's going to come up and, and some people's stories will touch other people more. And so I'm, I'm just uh, loving the idea behind it. And now, uh, you were, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you've been speaking a fair bit now. I think, weren't you on TV with James Earth recently? James recently had a speaking competition. Uh, that was the second time I had entered that competition. Now, I wouldn't consider myself to be an award-winning speaker. I speak from the heart more often. I've tried to memorize speeches, and it didn't go so well for me, so... I mixed it up. I, I tied it in with a personal story and a message in behind it. But uh, James also has a show called Dynamo Entrepreneur, where he interviews entrepreneurs from different industries as well. Right, right. Yeah. And it's Maybe. interesting because the community that we have around us and, and, you know, I'm grateful for Facebook. It has expanded my network and it's given me so many different opportunities to connect with people. Uh, I don't see it as a negative tool for myself at all, but, uh, you know, it, it seems like this inner circle family and part of what I really appreciate about Mo Mondays is that every speaker that has stepped onto my stage, I have some type of personal relationship with them. And although we said me and you haven't met personally yet, we've been connected for approximately a year now and communicated through some different stuff and bounced ideas. And, you know, anybody from the Napoleon Hill Foundation we speak the same language. We're from the same family, mm -hmm. the same blood, the same bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And so many of uh, my friends are your friends, and vice versa. We have so many. Well, uh, uh, Napoleon Hill is a global brand, so when you start finding other Napoleon Hill people, you find them all over the world. And so uh, now, as you know, uh, the number one principle taught by the Napoleon Hill Foundation and the PMA Science of Success is definiteness of purpose. What can you share with people about that? Have you found yours? How did you find it? When did you find it? How important is it? Uh, yeah. Because, because it is the number one, and the number one principle for a reason. It was chosen as the most important. Absolutely. I mean, Without, without purpose, we're drifting through life, right? We can understand a lot of the negativity. And Napoleon Hill had documented, I believe it was, Tom, you maybe can correct me, but approximately 98% of the population, at the time he wrote the book, 
didn't have a definite major purpose in life. And to be honest, I ask the question to people all the time. Do you have a purpose in life? Have you identified it? Do you have clarity with what that is? And I believe the statistic to be the same, unfortunately, Tom. Um, I think there's an elite group of people who, once they've identified it, really excel at life and appreciate it and have that mental, uh, positive mental attitude because they know exactly what their goals are, their ambitions are, and they've got clarity. I didn't have that until really I started to study the book. So I say I'm an infant at this with being, you know, three years old. And at the time coming under construction, and I, I come from a dysfunctional sort of childhood and stuff like that, right? So for me, discovering my purpose, knowing that this was the number one principle, and this was the one that is going to, you know, it's chapter one for a reason, right? And for me, I had to discover it. So I started taking all these self-evaluation and things. And what I had discovered, Tom, is that teaching was the common thread that I had in everything that I've ever done. So I looked back and I said, in the construction industry, I've taught over 100 men how to use tools and earn a living for the rest of their lives. And some of those guys don't have the same um, initiative as me. I put a paintbrush in their hand, you know, many years later, they're still painters. But they will give me the credit for teaching them how to use a, a skill, a trade, and, and now they earn a living for the rest of their lives. So that was one of them. Um, you, you had mentioned, you know, I had some professional kickboxing experience. And when I was kickboxing, I was also teaching classes. I loved to teach other fighters and other students and kids, whatever it was. And my wife and I, we taught English overseas. So teaching kept becoming this thread of everything that I've ever excelled at, everything I've ever enjoyed, and personal development is another one. In the last three years, as soon as I started getting this language down, I wanted to teach it. In fact, I felt responsible for teaching it. So I look at my own purpose in life now with clarity. My purpose in life is to inspire, encourage, motivate other people to A, discover their own purpose and their unique capabilities in their lives because I think that there's a blockage for that large majority of the people. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know what? Like, I feel like I have to continue what Napoleon Hill's work and, you know, entire curriculum was based on. We got to continue to pass it on to the next generations. I got two small children, Tom, and they are both, even at five and two years old, going to be very familiar with the um, science behind, you know, achievement and everything that he has as far as positive mental attitude and discovering their purpose and what they want in life. And, you know, I think it's important that we share this knowledge. Of course, it's amazing. And isn't there a sense of freedom and excitement and energy that comes from knowing your purpose? Because I find a few things about having a purpose. One, it allows me to say no to a lot of other extraneous things. It allows me to, to make decisions based upon okay, this is interesting, but is it in my purpose? Will it, will it further my purpose? And so I'm able to uh, say yeah, no to a lot more things so that I can get more done with my purpose. And then it's also a great thing because of the, the mind. We have 60,000 thoughts a day. We're going to have time when our mind can be idle. And if you don't have a purpose, and your mind is idle, who knows what it's going to be taking in, something from the news or radio or newspaper. But if your mind is idle for some reason and you have a purpose, and it's a powerful purpose, your thoughts are always thinking about your purpose. So even in times of 
idle downtime for your brain. It's still got something to focus on, something to think about, something to visualize, something to affirm. And don't you find that when you found your uh, purpose as well? A hundred percent. Absolutely accurate. I mean, I bounce out of bed these days. You know what I mean? I am so excited to get out of my bed. I work out at 5.30 in the morning every day. And I, I, I rush into there because I want to feel good. I want that energy physically first in order to, you know, sort of extract it from me and share it. And my day starts at the gym and I'm already motivating others that are being there. And I'm already trying to teach and trying to pass this message on. So what I really appreciate about my purpose you know, we can say no to certain things and then other things we just have to, right? And you, you're just going to be in a place that necessarily isn't um, what you're choosing at the time, but I'm discovering ways that no matter what I'm doing to apply my purpose in those moments. Because I happen to be a people person, it's no matter what, if I'm in a lineup at the bank, if I'm, if I'm at the grocery store, I'm putting a smile on everybody else's face and I'm walking away with giving them some form of value and some form of joy. And I, I find that that's my purpose. So, yeah, I get extremely excited about sharing that all day long. doesn't matter what environment I'm in. And, you know, behind the closed doors, life isn't perfect. I'm struggling with certain things in my life too, but I've maintained that positive mental attitude, and I look at those circumstances in life as opportunities. Man, and as I remind people when I speak, four out of ten people in the world live on less than $2 a day, and you and I live in Canada the yeah. best country in the world. And so no matter what we're going through compared to people who don't eat every day and have a roof over their head, we're still in a, just an amazing place in this world. And so Canada is, uh, in my, I'm a big proud Canadian. And uh, so, yeah, I understand things aren't always uh, perfect. No one's life will ever be perfect. But if you have a positive attitude and a purpose, you're at least always moving forward. You're always moving forward. Now, Ronnie, this one uh, probably come out of the blue, but I know you'll have a great answer for this one. You know, uh, if you read Napoleon Hill a fair bit, almost any time he write, every time he writes about the Mastermind Alliance, he writes that the best Mastermind Alliance is between husband and wife. And he talked about Henry Ford. Uh, he talked about uh, Thomas Edison specifically on those two. And uh, when you're busy like you, you're raising a family, you have your, um, all your different businesses and the construction and the things you do and mow Mondays. Talk about how important it is to have your wife as a, as a mastermind partner, uh, someone who helps you, encourages you, and uh, keeps you motivated and pursuing your purpose and goals. Yeah. You know, Tom, he defines mastermind as two or more people working together towards a definitive goal in harmony and two or more that's all it takes sometimes is that two and when you're structuring a home environment with young children my wife's career oriented as well you can imagine that on a daily basis there are so many things going on like yourself that said uh, you know there's challenges and obstacles throughout every day having the ability to have discussions like this with a partner, whether it be business, whether it be marriage, is absolutely essential because we know we are stronger in numbers, number one, and putting two minds together actually creates a third mind. So when we're looking at raising children, they say it takes a village. Well, that village could be combined with those first parents, biological or not biological, doesn't matter, but when they're working together 
and to create and to pass on um, teachings to children so that they can apply these things to their life, it's essential. I mean, number one, that's what's going to hold a household together, you know, whether they're going through financial struggles or other relationships. Um, you know, we, we're, I'm at the age where we're almost going to be taking care of our kids and our parents at the same time, you know. So to be able to be working as a team and in harmony together, I think is essential in life in general. But if you're able to apply it into your marriage, which is going to make things just that much stronger for you and your family. Amen, amen. And now you talked about getting up so early to work out. And if you follow me on Facebook, I'm a big fan of working out, even though I have lots of reasons not to with my arthritis. But uh, talk about uh, why you do that. Why is it so important that you would get up at that early in the morning? Um, because as, you, as I said, you know how big a fan I am of working out. And uh, so just let people know why you do that and how important it is, what you get out of it. Because so many people, uh, they may be successful in other areas, but <laughs> you can help by looking at them. Health is not one of them. And yet yeah. it, is so, it is so important. If we're going to be the best we're going to be, and especially as parents. Like uh, I have a friend, he's a marathoner, and he says one of the reasons I run and get up every morning so early is I want my kids to see me running. So he yeah. said I never, have, I never have to tell them how important exercise is because they see me every day get up at 5 o'clock and get home just as they're eating breakfast. Yeah. Well, first time... Number one, I am extremely proud of witnessing you and your journey, knowing that you do struggle with a few physical, um, what do you call them, inabilities, let's say, and how challenging it can be. And with your attitude and how proud you are and you're showing your statistics and you're going for a swim and you're, you're hitting your goals, you know, and I think I've seen recently like you're more than halfway of your year's goal already, which is you're absolutely right. incredible. Exactly. So. So I want to first acknowledge you because you are an inspiration to those who have no excuse. And that's first and foremost. Now, myself, I grew up in an athletic home. My dad was an athlete. I grew up an athlete. Um, but I'll admit something, and I don't think I've said this ever in any type of interview or anything. I kind of grew up on the heavy side, Tom. I, uh, you know, my, my mother's Italian. I ate a lot of pasta. So I had this upper body weight growing up that I was insecure as a child. So therefore, my lack of confidence is one of the reasons why I maintain such a physical um, regimen these days and find that sometimes my insecurity is my fuel to get up and get out there. You know, mm -hmm. So it, it, it did actually start from perhaps a negative feeling, I guess you can say, but it was enough to motivate me that says, you know what, I need to make a change in my life. Um, in my early 20s, especially when my wife and I were traveling overseas, you know, we were, we were young and we're having fun and we weren't necessarily doing the best things for our, our bodies physically. Therefore, I started to put on a few extra pounds. And then while we were over there, we completely changed our lifestyle, um, put the alcohol down type of thing. And we never had a problem. It was just a social thing. But that's, you know, we're not going to get up early in the morning if we're staying up late at night, right? So we made right. those decisions, started working out. I shed 80 pounds in six months, Tom. And wow. I never really... Yeah, I mean, I, um, and then I started competing and stuff. But then once you're in shape, I guess, you know, we can call it, then you recognize that perhaps it's an addiction just for feeling that good. You know, right. there, are, there are addictions that I struggle with that are just amazing and things like that. You know, right. I'm, addicted, I'm addicted to waking up and going to the gym and I don't feel good if I wasn't there, you know. 
and it makes me have better food choices throughout the day. So if I've been in there in the morning, my choices of food are going to be much more healthy as opposed to, well, I'm not going to make it to the gym this morning. <laughs> By lunchtime, I'm eating anything that I want, you know, anything that's on the menu and anything that's fried. <laughs> so yeah for me the motivation came from sort of being an athlete but also being on the heavier side and now I'm in this you know 36 years old my body is physically strong and I'm in shape and I'm confident with that so I believe that it's an addiction to that now and it replaces everything else that I shouldn't be involved in so it's keeping me busy it's keeping me active my mind being healthy from morning till night and getting proper rest. I mean, I go to bed at probably 10 o'clock at night and I'm up at 4.30. It's sufficient. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's sufficient. I mean, I'm not lacking in any area right now. So then it feels good. Therefore, mentally, I can perform better at work and in my careers, in my relationships, and all around, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's how I feel. And you learn so much from... Uh, working out because it's probably like me <laughs> half the time most of the time when I work out I don't feel like working out I'm tired and I'm sore beforehand <laughs> so just in the middle of most workouts I'm like wow I'm sure glad I didn't listen to myself telling myself on why I shouldn't be working out today because I'm really enjoying this workout and oh, so absolutely. when you when you learn to do what you decided you were going to do even though you don't feel like doing it in the moment and then you do it that teaches you a lot about yourself, and that's a lot about success, deciding what you're going to do and do it whether you feel like it or not over a long period of time. And you're right. Doesn't it make you feel better and more energy? And you're like, hey, if I'm working out this hard, why would I be eating a Coke and a, some other crappy food? Like I'm just wasting my workout. So it affects what you eat. It affects your brain, your energy level, and so many other things. And so people, if you really want to be successful, you've got to include uh, health and fitness in the, in the mix because you're not a success if you're not uh, healthy in the end and healthy for those people that rely on you and that love you. So good for, uh, good for you to make that a, a, a big focus. Uh, tell me about uh, maybe another one or two books that uh, just, you love that are up there with Think and Grow Rich as far as the impact they've had on your life? Well, the most what comes to my mind first, Tom, right now is actually a few things that I'm reading in, in progress. And what I've been really fortunate with uh, doing lately is actually reading books that are written by some of my friends. Um, and that's, that puts things very different for me as well because, um, you know, this one book I'm reading right now, it's called 30 Days of Gratitude by Julie Boyer. She was on my Mo Monday stage last month, and that's the night she gave me the book. So I'm really enjoying from perspective of people that you are in our, my inner circle, right? So it's kind of it's, it's interesting because um, I read a, another one of my speakers, um, Darcy Patrick. He wrote a book, Overcoming His Depression. You know, so right now, the majority of the reading I'm doing is actually from authors that are in my inner circle. That happens to me a lot as well. Anybody I interview for my show, I get a copy of their book. And so most, a lot of the best books I've read are from people I interviewed for my uh, radio show. So it's yeah, nice how that happens. 
It, it is because you know what? There's lots of personal development books out there and I've, I've read lots of great ones and stuff and some of them have impacted me, but there's something special about when somebody personally hands you their book and the book is nonfiction. It's got purpose behind it. It's a journey and a life lesson. And a lot of the times they're sharing their own personal stories within it. So it's actually quite related to these Mo Mondays, but yeah, I, I'm just really enjoying reading books from, from some of my friends. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I talk uh, about that as part of developing a positive mental attitude, because unless you're continually reading these books of journeys and people have overcome obstacles, when the negative, to think positively, you have to pre-choose positive thoughts, people that inspire you, people that motivate you. Uh, and so by continually reading these books, whenever negative thinking comes, you already always have examples of people who inspire you or encourage you or a book you've just read of someone who overcame great odds. And when you do that, continually feed your mind with positive stories of people overcoming obstacles and achieving goals. It's very easy to get out of any negative mind loop because you have so many things you can think of that you've been exposed to. Whereas if you don't read those things and all you have to reach out or grasp for is uh, what you heard on the radio or news or anything. Uh, it's very hard to maintain a positive attitude that way. So isn't it important to keep reading these books so that you always have a, a bunch of examples of how people have overcome things and how you can too? No, absolutely. And you know, in addition to reading some of these books that are written by authors that I personally know, once I've read their book, it's like my relationship with them enhances. Because the next right. time I, it, it's incredible how that works, right? I mean, you ever been to a, a, a concert or seen a band and you know the band and all of a sudden you just love that song because, you know, because that musician is a friend of yours kind of thing. And, and that's what this is really like, you know? So the next time I've seen them and I'm sharing, you know, how it affected me and how that little bit of what they shared in their book resonated with me and how, you know, I can apply their message type of thing. So... Yeah, there's there's a lot that, and I, I know you're a reader. Aren't you a speed reader, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I'm a speed reader. I, <laughs> I think you have this a unique ability, don't you? I uh, took a speed reading course the first semester of university so I could party less and study, and, uh, or <laughs> study less and party more and study less. And uh, it actually worked, but it uh, proved to be also a good thing to have in life and in general. And so, yeah, now I can read books uh fairly quickly and with a higher degree of retention than someone who reads at a normal speed. And yeah. so I'm always reading those good... And you're right, it's like you become closer to an author because in regular conversation, people don't let their guard down and share those vulnerable stories like they do at Mo Mondays. Or, you know, and when they do that in a book, you really get to the heart and soul of a person. And so it really does bring you a lot closer to people you know when you read their story. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's where the Journeys to Success uh, book series came along, and that's what Mo Mondays is all about. Let people share their story, share their journey. There's always something to learn, and it always is going to touch people, touch people. And so uh, so important that, uh, to keep up on those journeys of success uh, so that we always have some positive examples uh, what else is going on? 
Do you have a website to direct people to, or how uh, how would people find you? Uh, Mo Mondays Niagara, I guess. Uh, what's that? Yeah, Mo, Mo Mondays dot com backslash Niagara. I am on mm-hmm. Facebook, Ron, Ronnie Fisher, uh, Niagara Falls. Those are com- some easy ways to reach out, you know. And and I'm always expanding my network. It's funny, Tom. I got so many things on the go in my life, and you will never hear me say I'm busy. All right. You know, I I literally make time for everybody around me. I've got a lot of people I socialize with on a consistent basis. A lot of people are bringing some of their life issues on the the side. I sort of do some one-on-one coaching and stuff like that. But uh, I make time for people. I think that that's more important a lot of the times. And when it is part of your purpose, it's, it's as if time is manifested for those. You find yourself in the right place at the right time and having the availability because those are the choices. And like you said, sometimes you got to say no, right? right? However, however, it's very rare that I'm going to be telling somebody, no, I don't have time for them. Right. You say no so that when you do say yes, you can go all in with your yes and you can really just give as much as you can give. And so yeah. that, uh, that's important. Absolutely. You know, I don't want to be doing something, and while I'm in the middle of it, regretting that I uh, said yes to it because it really doesn't fit in with my purpose or what I'm trying to do with my life. And so when you have that purpose and you say yes, you can say yes vigorously uh, because you really know, uh, you know, that you're helping people. And so uh, amazing work that you're doing. Mo Mondays, uh, Niagara, even if they just search that, M-O Mondays, uh, Niagara. Um, and you're doing amazing things, Ronnie. Uh, just another Napoleon Hill fan, as you just like me. That's why I became a certified instructor, just so I can spread the knowledge to other people. I don't have to. You and I don't have to come up with our own program, the Ronnie Fisher and Tom Tutal program for success. <laughs> why would we come up with that when we have a blueprint for success acknowledged by the world, hundred million copies sold, and so we are just basically. <laughs> We're doing something the foundation. Oh, here's our live studio audience here. We're doing we're doing something the foundation wants to do, and it's hard hard to get people to in this day and age to read books, and so getting young people to read Think and Grow Rich is. Uh, you're gonna be okay over there. Right. We, we got three dogs here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Getting getting people to read Think and Grow Rich is a uh, uh, not as easy because millennials don't know these old stories, and so we have to encourage people to rethink and grow rich. It's still relevant. Follow the no, principles. Absolutely, yeah. Amazing. You know, it's it's funny for those who come from faith background and stuff, Tom. I do find that you will find a lot of think and grow rich information even in scripture. You know. Um, yes. And 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 therefore, you know, whatever faith background people have. Scripture in all forms of religion has been around for thousands of years, and it's still relative to this day. So there's no reason why uh, a philosophy like Think and Go Rich, which is really just the first sort of documented personal development and explanation of certain things. But I look back at it as a, as a faith-based thing as well, you know? Right, these, exactly. These are, these are uni- it's universal, and that's why some people like myself who picked it up and read it for the very first time just – just knew that they've had this information somehow, somewhere before. Nobody explained it to them. Nobody talked to them, but it resonates in with us as human beings. 
Right, exactly. And just so many things from the Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. People without vision perish. There's so many examples of purpose and vision and and positive attitude and goal setting. There's so much in the Bible that ties in with Think and Grow Rich. There's nothing really contradictory between the two. And so no. uh, although I'm in church, I don't like talking about Think and Grow Rich, as people might not know or understand. But uh, in reality, if people read it, there's nothing against any faith in there. This is These are universal yeah. truths. These are universal. So anyone can use them of any faith. So Absolutely. He was very, that... Napoleon Hill was very cautious, I believe, with thinking rich as far as what he implied. But, uh, you know, his, his follow-up book, Outwitting the Devil, another absolutely incredible oh. book that, you know, sort of is very controversial. And that's why it wasn't published until, I believe, 2011, um, you know, and everything in there. It's interesting whether you come from a faith background or not. Um, you know, when, when you're talking about the devil, first of all, it's somewhat offensive to some people that aren't necessarily comfortable with hearing it, but I guarantee right. they're going to, they're going to agree with what he says, right, <laughs> you know, you think about uh, what do you talk about? Drifters, drifters in yep. life, that's people with no purpose. There's the uh, 95% of people. He talked he about claims himself. to have power. Yeah. yeah. He claims to and have he, the power over the majority of the people. Hey, and he sure does. 95% of people totally purposeless. And then hypnotic rhythm where you just get into a routine and you just keep yeah. doing things and doing things and doing things without ever getting out of a, out of your box or getting into your own uh, thing. And so uh, that book I've had so many people say they think is going to impact more people than thinking we're rich because it's so relevant to this day and age with drifters. Absolutely. And yep, so it, another powerful book, and the history behind it is so cool as well. I actually uh, um, stood beside the manuscript for Outwitting the Devil uh, with Don Green and the president of Napoleon Hill Foundation. Pretty cool, right from Napoleon Hill's typewriter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That was pretty cool. So, I yeah, thank you, Go ahead. Oh, I had the privilege of meeting Sharon Lecter at uh, one of the Secret Knocks, actually. You know, she was the one who actually had that one published. And, um, you know, every couple pages, she's actually got a paragraph sort of explaining things in the now for people, right? You right. know, so absolutely fantastic book um, and just as powerful. Interesting how right. it's not as popular, though. Right, interesting how it's not as popular, but uh, just as powerful. And uh, doesn't the foundation attract amazing people? Sharon Lecter, Greg Reed, uh, like, you know, anytime the foundation wants uh, uh, help with anything, there's all kinds of amazing people that help the foundation. They just owe so much to Think and Grow Rich. So yeah. Sharon Lecter is a great example of that. Greg Reed's a great example as well. Yeah. I've had a great opportunity. My wife okay, is no at home. The dogs are going to go nuts. But uh, thank you so much <laughs> for uh, being on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing you next Monday in Niagara Falls. Keep up the amazing work. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.